podcasting in my pajamas this is tiebreaker with ria it's all about capturing journeys sharing knowledge and letting you know that struggles are beautiful because growth comes only through efforts and struggles thank you for spending some time with me today now let's begin the transformation i enjoyed the insightful conversation with this guy he's fearless he does not care about competition he is willing to share all the secrets because he believes that everyone grows together and there's nothing you know to hide from anybody i loved how insightful and how value driven this person is just so you guys know his company is one of the top 10 digital marketing agencies in london you know according to the google search so let's welcome harmeet singh Oh, welcome, Harmeet. Thank you so much for joining us today. So you are the managing director of Marketing Voice. It's one of the top digital marketing agencies in London. So uh, how did you become the SEO guy or the marketing guy, you know, the specialist? <laughs> yeah, so how I actually got into business and marketing um, was when I was in the police force. Um, for about five years and uh, had a had a lot of good fun there. Maybe that's where I get my investigation skills, breaking things down, seeing the bigger picture. And uh, when I got engaged, then it was a case of either I stay in the police, but, you know, a very low chance of a successful marriage, uh, if you look at stats. And then, uh, you know, I thought, let's try business now, either try now or it just doesn't happen. It seems difficult. Uh, when you get a mortgage and children and so forth. So how I got into it was through property management uh, with Airbnb service accommodation, uh, bookings.com. The hardest part is always getting the properties, not the not the customer, not the guest. Uh, tried various different marketing techniques. And then I came across Google and I organically started ranking through some of the things that I thought would work. And then I ended up becoming number one in six different cities, Birmingham, Leicester, uh, Milton Keynes, Coventry, so some of the good places. And then I, at the same time, I met my business partner, Tazir Ahmed, and he's a lecturer at the university um, specializing in digital psychology. And we first of all started off as a, as a fun project. Uh, we didn't think we'd be able to beat other marketers. I've been doing it for seven, eight years. Uh, you know, they, they probably have degrees in, in marketing, whereas, you know, for us, um, it was just our thoughts and thinking. And uh, within two months, we started ranking in uh, Leicester, number one. Um, sorry, we started ranking um, on page five within sort of three or four weeks. And we were really excited about that. Wow. We were just thinking, wow, it's, it's, you know, we're doing well. Uh, I even remember the day it was a Saturday morning thinking, shit, we're on page five. And then we thought, let's carry on. Let's put more effort into this. And then within another month, we were top three. Um, and we thought, you wow. know, what? I think we, we, we've got something here because a lot of times people say it takes years and it takes yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. We spent day and night, you know, for, for, for two months. I remember where we were working until 11 o'clock at night um, doing what we needed to. So there was a lot of hard effort that went into it, but never less than that within two months. And then we thought, let's go for Birmingham, which is uh, a bigger city. Maybe Leicester's not very competitive. Um, Birmingham, Birmingham is recognized as a sort of a second hub of the economy of UK, obviously London being the first. So with a lot of um, marketers down there, lots of people doing SEO, we thought, yeah, it'll be a lot harder. But then within another four weeks, 
we were um, we were on page one again, and then we thought, let's go to London, and then so another four weeks after that. We're on page one. Uh, I don't know if you've done a search. Did you do, Ria, did you do this? Yes. And in fact, we did it together. And that was mind blowing because in India as well, you guys are coming on the first page, which is brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, I'll tell you something. So what happened? I wanted to name this podcast as The Unheard Cry. And it, it was all about the emotional journeys. And it was all about the struggles and everything. And then I met you. Or I might say, if I, you know, uh, I e-met you and you were like, you were so knowledgeable, informational, and you had these great uh, strategies and tactics. So I completely, you know, because of you, I changed the complete podcast structure. I changed the name. I changed everything because I was like, why only target people with emotional journeys? Why not also try to spread knowledge? Because when experts like you are willing to, you know, spend some time with me or, you know, with us, then why not just share the knowledge? And that's why the complete things changed. You know, the complete podcast thing has been changed, the website domain and everything. So all thanks to you. (laughs) It's a lot of hard work, but yeah. (laughs) All right. I mean, I mean, the reality is this, that we do plan for things. I mean, when I first started, and even now, you know, we've got plans, but then you've got to be able to improvise um, because you learn new things where exactly. I think if you're stuck onto your um, your route, learning becomes difficult and you don't really innovate and you don't progress so well. So it's good to see that you've uh, changed, tweaked from uh, some of the, uh, some of the yeah, new things that you've had. You know, so this conversation is mostly, it's going to be about, it's, it's going to be all about marketing, about, you know, informational and, you know, how we can actually, it's for all the small business owners, for all the marketers out there who wants to, you know, get started with the marketing area in their business and need some guidance or need some help. So are we ready? Harmi? Yeah. Awesome. Let's do it, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you just mentioned that uh, it, it took you like three to four weeks to come on the fifth page of Google and then slowly, eventually, after one month, two months, you guys came on the top page of Google. Uh, it's very difficult. As you also said that getting on top page of Google on the first page of Google is very difficult and it takes a lot of time because organic growth is a little slower than the marketing, than investing money. So how did you guys do it? Like, how did you guys get there? And tell, tell, tell us about that phase of your life. Okay. Um, when you say how, um, is it how we do the SEO or is it kind of like the effort that we put in? It is both because without without the efforts, this is not possible, and without the strategies, it is not. <laughs> the other thing is not possible. Okay, you really want my secrets, then? Yeah, <laughs> how, how we're doing the essay. That's not problem. The reality is, we like we love sharing with people. Um, it does come down to the execution as well. So it's not rocket science. Uh, we can say it's not rocket science because uh, my business partner has a you know he's done engineering as a as a degree. And so he knows rocket science and an SEO isn't. So it's really simple and I'll break it down. There's three key things that go into it. The heavy lifter is backlinks. And backlinks is when another website is referring back to yourself. Now, one of the things that we always look at is what is Google trying to achieve? Uh, how, you know, if I, if I was the builder of Google, what, what ingredients, what would I put into there? And they actually use social concepts. And if you went to a networking event, there's 100 people there, who would be the most influential person? Google has the same conundrum. It's got 100 websites, who goes at the top? And a lot of times when it comes to influential people or, you know, in the room, it's not the person with the most money. So, you know, chucking money at your website will not work. 
you know that's not that's not how social organisms work but it's generally um the person with the most connections as well as the person with the most quality connections and websites are very similar there's there's hundreds of uh, different metrics that google will use um but you know it, let's talk about the three key things that we've focused on so that's backlinks when other websites talk about you then the content which is your blogs that you talk about and it's like me and you talking now i'm giving you information and that's exactly what the website needs to do because it then shows the authority within a particular space um if i can talk Makes about sense. marketing on a wider if i can talk about marketing um beyond just seo it gives me great credibility so if you notice you know i'm talking about psychology as well um there's social sociology and, and so forth and that's what we need to be doing on um websites blogs don't talk specifically about your service talk about the the wider so for example we're working with someone that provides tuition learning uh, a learning center rather than just talking about this is how i teach we were able to bring in well, actually how do children learn you know what's the makeup of the brain and how do you soak up information if you've got if you can show google a good understanding you will um be more authoritative in that area and then the the third area is well, i would say 5 to 10% of the work is something called technical seo is when your pictures are you know we've got all the right tags you've got the right keywords in there what we find is a lot of agencies a lot of people that do seo focus only on the technical seo they think that just by by doing all the right tags and um structuring will get you the result 5 to 5 to 10% of the work but the heavy lift for us is gaining those quality backlinks got it and when you say quality backlink i also want to mention that uh, the consistency is very important in these backlinks like if you're adding one name in one high domain authority sites we need to make sure that the same name as you know is added everywhere else not like using different names one like at one place we're saying abc llc at another place abc so that creates inconsistency and that could also affect the google ranking do you agree So the backlink needs to go to if you're looking to rank a specific page on your website so you know abc.com and forward slash xyz if you're trying to rank the xyz the backlink needs to go to that page whatever words that you use that's perfectly fine um it helps if it's got something relevant to the page then needs to go to that url when it's uh, that that should answer that question there yeah perfect makes sense all right um uh, you know uh, this uh, so this was all about seo like not all about like a little bit about seo but um, you know when it comes to marketing even you know when i use my phone i see that every day the person is trying to chase me like there's a company who's trying to chase me every time let it be on facebook let it be on instagram let it be on google adwords whatever it is and at times it pisses me off or at times it pisses any goddamn person off so you know what uh, how to truly understand your audience and how to truly build empathy towards them not just trying to bug them or spam them spam them just because you have money so that that, that does mm. not make sense so what is your take on this yeah really good question uh, let's look at sports okay and i guess we're looking for the key elements uh, especially in relationships and so forth let's look at sports the key thing for winning a game for doing a good shot if we're looking at cricket for example is timing you can have the speed you can have the power you can have the knowledge but 
it's always about timing. We could look at this from life as well. You know, if you become really good at 40 or 50 years old, it's, it's going to be really difficult. Whereas again, timing, you're going to be doing it early in your life when you're, you're, you're peaking and so forth. When you're taking the shot, um, it's all about timing and, and it will come off really well. When it comes to sales and marketing, you've got to appreciate that everyone has a cycle. Everyone has a journey. It's not about when you are ready to give to the customer, the client. It's about when they're ready to receive. And so you've got to be patient and be around until they're ready. It doesn't work if you're the type of uh, marketing or the type of business. It's kind of like, you know, you go out, you reach out. Um, if that person doesn't want it, then you just bugger off. You know, that's not a way to, to make a relationship. Um, it is about waiting for when the client's right, uh, ready. And until then, build trust. You know, give them up some other value, whatever it might be. Help them out is the, the better terminology. Help them where you can, um, where you're creating win-win situations. It's like what we're doing now, right? Um, you know, hopefully for me, it gives us good exposure. Um, at the same time, it gets me to think about questions um, and reflect. And for yourself, hopefully, it gives you good content to share with your audience. Perfect. Now, as you just said, that wait for the right time. Um, how do you understand that right time? Like, for example, in my business, I, I run this virtual assistant business in India. I, I, I target all the entrepreneurs internationally and kind of take over all their non-core activities. So a person like me, it's like all the 12 months, entrepreneurs might need my help. So how to do that customer research or, uh, you know, how strong your customer research should be and not just try to uh, market everyone out there, you know, try yeah, so how good the customer research should be, in short. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, your original question is, well, actually, how do you become good at that timing? It comes down to practice. You know, if you think about a cricket player, again, you know, it's easy to reflect on these analogies. If you think that you can just go on the, the cricket strip for the first time and you'll ping it off overnight, it's not going to happen. And so with timing, if it comes to business, if it's about building relationships, you've got to reflect. Um, you've got to understand, you've got to spend that time just to think. Um, and then over time, you're going to be speaking to people, you get better and better. But without that key reflection period, it becomes difficult to learn. Um, I know when I was in the police force, I mean, it was one of my first early um, career jobs. Um, reflection was very important. When, we were going to, when I was going to emergency incidences, Every time, every incident is different. Every moment is unique. And so business, every time you're speaking to a person is unique um, because they've got their own sense of personality. They've got their own sense of um, you know, business thinking. And the reflection helps you to act quicker when it comes, uh, you know, when the, when the time comes again. Improvisation is really important. That skill only happens through a reflection, in my opinion. Makes sense. Okay. Um, you know, uh, the uniqueness, the differentiation is kind of almost um, dissolved right now. So the only difference between different companies is the logo, you know, because everybody are trying to follow one path. Everybody are trying to, okay, this person is targeting this particular audience, this campaign, we'll also do the same thing. There's no differentiation. There is no, uh, you know, the pinch of uniqueness. So in this case, as a marketer, what are the most important 
you know implements that you want the small business owners the large business owners to apply so that they don't just stand out of the competition but also uh, also drive some value to the customers out there okay i mean you shared something earlier on one of the things that pisses you off one of the things that pisses me off is when people think that design and branding is the logo is the color of your of your website is the color of you know is the design for me that's not what branding in exactly. is it's more about actually what do you stand for and it's how do you get that across and um, so how do you differentiate yourself is understand your values understand what you stand for and be able to communicate that to your clients because you want to be working with people that are like minded because then you'll enjoy business you'll enjoy working you know for us when we're here we we do long hours but time flies because we we have fun we enjoy ourselves um and we work with clients we we truly do like you know um and then we we've got to be able to understand those clients that we want to or people potential clients that we need to push away just because we, there's not a right fit and you know it would work with someone else but that can only happen if you reflect on uh, what you stand for and you hold true to it you know it's not about money helps to become sustainable and it allows you to grow um but that's more of a secondary you know like you said you've got to be able to give the value um but you've got to understand what your value is makes sense okay um you know uh, so you said that the second most powerful uh, uh, you know the tip did you like you gave for the seo was content blogs and everything right so what are the biggest mistakes you think companies make when it comes to content and when it comes to uh, processing the content or content marketing and what are the precautions or what are the uh, uh, things people should start doing as you know like in a form of content marketing so that the content is actually visible to people out there and it actually creates some values or generate some leads understood so i'm guessing your question is more about any company that is doing seo and they're looking to build their leads through that way is that right yeah uh, so any companies who are trying to uh, drive traffic to their websites or to their landing page uh, but they do not focus a lot on what are the mistakes they're doing on the landing page the content mistakes and how they can improve and what how they can have a unique good content that uh, you know so that google is like he he you know your page comes on top page of google something on that sort understood yeah so i think the the main issue is timing um and what this i guess being more specific to your question is that people try to sell sell too quick they do a blog article they do some content and the focus is about how do i make money from this person so someone comes onto my website let's start selling to them it's not the right approach um it's pretty much like going to a stranger on the street and saying hey here's some information i do want to buy from me you know it's just anti social it doesn't happen it's not normal and so just on a website just because you're not in front of someone doesn't mean it's it's okay and it doesn't work the best approach is always about how do you build that relationship so the question should not be how do i make a sale it's about how do i build a relationship or how do i find my ideal people that are like minded and so if you are writing about seo or if you're giving content of how to help do that one thing um if you stick in too many things it gets too confusing from a marketing perspective though uh what you can do is if you've written a blog article um about let's say 
SEO or I don't know if we pick a, a random business, a pizza shop. <laughs> let's just say I don't I don't think they'll be writing many blogs, but let's just say there's a someone in the area they're very passionate about this area. You want to be talking about where does the food come from or how to make your own pizza or how to what are the different cheeses. You know, you've got mozzarella, you've got this, that, the other. You know, does it does it make a difference what cheese? Um, if you do look into it, it, it does. Um, they've got different consistencies and uh, different melting points, which uh, I think that's why they generally use mozzarella than other cheeses. But the point is, it should be educational. It should be a learning opportunity. And there's various things that you can do to bring someone closer to them where if you would want to work with them. And so, you know, you've got things like retargeting. Um, but there should be a strategy in place where you're slowly building that trust so there might be four or five stages with that. So the first thing might be open-ended. Um, once you've done that, it may not be sales that comes next. It might be another stepping stone. But every industry is different. And the, the depending on the type of uh, persona, the personality of the clients that you're looking for, will vary of how many stages that you need. Oh, wow. That, that makes sense. Wow. Um... Yeah, that actually makes sense. So um, do you have the same answer for uh, my next question, which is how to tell a sto- story that, that gets you noticed? You know, uh, okay. Let it be SEO, let it be marketing, let it be any form of marketing. Uh, how to tell a story that uh, people are going to, you know, people are going to get attracted and they're going to engage on your post or engage on your content. No, it's a, it's a totally different question. It's a good one as well. Um, so I guess when it comes to story making, it's then about creating circles. It's about creating a community. All right. And we can reflect on real life stories. I mean, why is it that American films, Hollywood is so great? Like what, what structure do they use in their stories? At the same time, if you watch a film and I give you the punchline. So, you know, let's say there's a film that I'm suggesting for you to watch. And if I tell you what happens in the story, you'll be like, why are you telling me? Like, just stop right there, right? That's generally what people, because they want to know, they want to see the start and they want to see the finish. If, if people are so busy, right? If people are so busy and they lack so, so much time, I could just tell you what the film is about. I could summarize it in three, four minutes. Done. And you don't need to wait two or three hours. But that's beside the points, right? So people do like a good story and you're going to build it up. When you're telling a story, the process or the steps um, or the way that you tell it is really important. I'm not a story expert in storytelling. I can only give my thoughts, you know, reflecting on other the movies. And the, the reason why the steps are important, why one has to follow another is kind of like if you're baking a cake, if you... If you start putting something in the oven before the first stage, the cake's not going to work. Or if you're telling a joke, if you tell the punchline first before you build it up, it's no longer going to be funny. And, you know, if you're telling a business story, it's in the same way. So it's something to think about and something to figure out. People want to know what your challenges are. So if I was to give you a generalization of how a good story works, is that you first need to understand who the characters are, who the people are in, in a movie. That's what they do. They build up the personas. And it's going to be crystal clear what the persona of, the, of you, who you are, what your values are. And then you need to make it clear what your challenges are, what your problems are, because people are inspired. And that's the key word. People are inspired when they can see what the problem is and how they overcome that. Okay? 
And that's again in your business story, you've got to make it very clear what the what the challenges are. And that's what we try to do. You know, in industry within our industry problems, we'll, we'll try and make that clear, and then how we're overcoming that. And um, so, hopefully, that helps you out. And uh, do you think it's important to make the ad copy or make the website copy a little funny so that people are not bored reading it like a different approach? Uh, trying to trying to add the fun in the most serious topic as well will help people to you know uh, it will help people to you know be engaged on your post or on your website for some longer time. Do you think? Do you think that that works? Depends on your personality, doesn't it? I mean, I'm not I'm not a funny person. So for me to integrate jokes, it doesn't happen because it doesn't reflect me. And so it should always reflect the personality of the actual person. And so, you know, if you're more about knowledge, then do that. If it's, um, if every, every person has a different personality type, reflect that be authentic because when that, if, if, for example, let's say you get a customer and, and they enjoy your funny content, but then they phone you and you're not funny, the whole thing, you know, what the hell am yeah, I getting? Exactly. Huh? That makes sense. So all the dots need to line up. Um, and so when people are missing, and again, this is where branding comes into it, of consistency. If one moment you're funny and the next minute you're serious and you know, the next minute you're talking about this, that, the other, the customer journey gets all confused. So reflect again on your values of who you are and have your personality within the content of your website. This actually, this was supposed to be my next question, but this uh, this sums it up. So I was going to ask why creating a brand personality that reflects a person is so powerful and you just answered it. <laughs> Perfect. Kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, okay. Uh, so that, that's awesome. And now what do you think about competitors? Like, let's say there's an industry... Uh, they're just starting the marketing and we do a lot of competitive analysis. We do a lot of, you know, we see how they are trying to do, what keywords they are using, what is their uh, SEO rank, what is their domain authority and everything. So uh, what are the few important things to consider when you start, you know, when you create a campaign or when you create, when you start doing the SEO for some company, what are the few factors that you keep in mind uh, uh, about the, about your clients' competition, competition, competitors, and how, what precautions or what uh, different, you know, how how do you uh, take that into consideration and uh, plan your action accordingly? Wow, you've got maybe four or five questions in there. I'll try to do my best um, sure. with this. Then, so, the, so the, the reality as well as the concept is that if you are specialising in a skill, if you've got a specialised skill, then you will have less competitors. If you're watered down and you're a generalist, generalist, then you will have more competitors. And so as a digital marketing company, we could be doing websites. We could be doing social media, email marketing, and you know, SEO is one of them. And we can go on. There's loads of different marketing um, techniques. And you know, we, we, we know about them. We've used them ourselves. But we want to be able to specialize in SEO. And so when there is a customer that's interested in SEO, a lot of the times, you know, we've got the strength to come on. You know, we're probably about two or three times more, I'm not going to say more expensive because we're great value for money, you know, if you compare the quality. But when you compare the price, we come across more expensive. All right. There's other people in the UK that will be charging £100, £200 per month, whereas our starting package is £650. So, you know, how do we compete against that? 
Um, and it is about specializing. It's about our brand and so forth. Um, we're not one to suggest that actually let's be, you know, reduce your prices, give discounts. And, you know, obviously in India, there's a lot of companies that you do that do SEO. And, you know, in the UK, we get lots of emails as well to say, hey, we can do it for 50 pounds. But the problem is when you're price competitive, if that's your unique selling point that you're the cheapest, there's only one way down. Um, you'll end up at, you know, doing it for free and, you know, you're not going to enjoy your work. So when it comes to competition as well, then when you specialize, the most interesting thing is that you can then collaborate with your, um, technically that might be seen as competitors. So yesterday we've done a deal with another marketing company, very well established here in Leicester. And from the outset, you might think, well, how can these two companies work together because we do marketing, they do marketing, but we've both got our specialist skills. And so then when companies can come together, you've got a super hub, you've got a superpower, and it then makes it very difficult for generalists, people that are very mediocre with their services to, to be able to compete, compete because um, they don't get results. And, uh, you know, they don't specialize. So, um, personally, I think that a lot of times people are wasting money if it doesn't deliver what it's meant to do. Makes sense. And uh, let's say, okay, th- this is one thing, but like, let's say like people, like other people who are in a different industry, like let's say real estate or let's say uh, hospitality industry. And when they are creating the campaigns or when they are uh, working on the SEO you guys, def- there's something definitely called as competing, uh, competitor analysis. So how do you, uh, you know, uh, what are the important factors that you consider and then create your campaign or create your strategy? And, how, you know, how you try to, what are the most important primary parameters according to you uh, while creating the new strategy, you know, just to beat your compet- competition or just to uh, surpass and try to get more leads on your website? Legally. Okay. I'll, yeah, certainly. Well, I mean, something that you said at the start was a different type of competitor. There. I mean, one thing is, you know, our competitors from a marketing perspective, but what about when we're working with a client and it's their competitors? Okay. So we've started working with someone that does air conditioning um, and they provide that service for retail stores and shops. So we, our sort of competitor analysis is probably about 5 to 10%. Uh, we've got loads of tools that we can use and there is a reason why we don't go more into it and I'll share that. Um, I mean, if I was to give you a, a free tool, there's something called spyfoo.com. Um, I mean, that, that works really well for UK and you might have other versions for, you know, different countries around the world. Now, why not do lots and lots of competitor analysis is because of this. A lot of times people don't do it properly. And so if you were to go based on research of you know their competitors, if they've done a mediocre job, then your standards are also going to be mediocre. So it's better to just focus on yourself, hit it home. And so our um, approach that we take is that, okay, we've got our client that works in um, air conditioning. We want to understand and we want to learn about their customers. Um, we want to learn about the retail stores. You know, what, what comes first? Is it the repairs to the um, to the air conditioning systems? Or is it that they look to fit in the new one? So it's more understanding the psychology of their clients. That's where 
90% of the time goes rather than just looking at what the competitors are doing because you'll then never be able to really innovate and um, you know, zoom past them. I, I, personally, I, I personally think when it comes to um, competitiveness, be competitive against yourself. That's the only real way to improve and innovate is compete against yourself. So, you know, day one, you're in this position. Day two, can you then move forward rather than seeing what wow. everyone else is doing? Let's take it back to sports. Let's take it back to sports. Um, when there's a race there, how often do they look to the left and right when they're running? They don't. They don't just focus on doing their best. And, you know, whatever the results are at the end of the race, they are, but they're not looking left. It will slow you down. If you, you, you look left, right all the time and all this other stuff, it slows you down. It slows your progress down. So that's kind of a competitiveness that we're talking about. Compete against yourself. That, that, that's a great advice, uh, Harmeet. It's, it's an amazing advice. Like, uh, it's, it's a little important. Just get the outline and then get, just get started with your work. Because if not, you're spending 80, 90% of your time doing something which will not drive value. That, that, that's an amazing, amazing advice. Um, you know, I have seen, at least in India, and not only in India, like everywhere, I see that the marketing agencies who promise to deliver or who promise to give you the best SEO, the best digital marketing ace, um, uh, digital marketing experience, they kind of, not everybody, mostly, they suck at marketing themselves. So what do you think about this statement? So I have, I, I personally have seen many marketing companies approaching me and asking if you want, if, you know, shall I take care of, you know, shall we take care of your uh, marketing? Shall we take care of your Google ads? But when I go to their Facebook page or when I go to their LinkedIn page, they're like five, 10 followers. Uh, you know, uh, they don't really have a lot of testimonials. And how do I build that trust with somebody who is guaranteeing me to do something, but I don't see that on you know on your page <laughs> yeah certainly um i mean the concept that we've always used is you know proof is in the pudding if you're going to provide a service for someone else make sure you would buy it yourself make sure you do it yourself so at the end of the day if you are providing a facebook um service make sure that you've invested into it yourself because if you haven't then if you don't truly believe in the service then how can you do it for others um, and you won't ever believe in it as well you know, the focus, first of all, is to deliver um, a product or service giving value. That's when money comes into it. So once you deliver value, then uh, that's, you know, that, that's the return. What we shouldn't do as a, as a community is expecting money, you know, expecting money without putting the effort in and not actually delivering anything. Um, when it came to SEO, which is why we ranked ourselves first on Google before, um, doing it for anyone else. Um, you've probably seen that I'm very active on LinkedIn. Yes, definitely. It's only now that we're thinking, okay, we can provide this as a service because we have proved that we can do it. We don't go watch videos. There's lots of YouTube videos on LinkedIn. There's lots of you know books and all this other kind of stuff. Um, but do we know if it's true? I think it's good to maybe spend five, ten, five, ten percent of the time. But, you know, if you're just watching a YouTube video and then providing that as a service, um, I personally don't think that's the way forward uh, when it comes to quality. Um, if you are watching those videos, implement it yourself on your own business. Once you've got results, then I think you've got the license to go and do it for other people. 
makes sense wow that was well answered now that being said what advice do you want to give to all the marketers out there uh, or what you know what marketers should learn today to help them in 10 20 or let's say 50 years from now i i don't think i'm in a position to advise other marketers you know wherever other people are that's where they are you know but from our position from our position is always about having fun regardless of what career that you're in whatever job that you're in i think what should always come first is have fun enjoy what you do um only then will it be not a job you know i think you hear this all the time you know if you enjoy what you're doing then it's you know you never have to go to work um is is the saying and that's why I say to other people and if you don't enjoy what you do then find something else to do that you do enjoy i appreciate that there are pressures from family um you know in terms of expectations but you know we only really live once um time is precious so rather than wasting time on bringing other people down on us there is an indian culture where it's about i must proceed forward um <laughs> i think you know like to summarize this conversation compete against yourself and you know don't judge yourself against other people um and well, the only way that you could do that is have fun yeah just uh, before we go i've got like last couple of questions do, do you have that time like 5 10 minutes yeah Awesome. Yeah, okay. Uh so, you know, how to nail your product or service launch uh you know, no matter how small your business is. Uh sorry, could you repeat the question? So, uh let's say I'm launching a service, I'm launching a product. How do I nail yeah. it using the marketing SEO techniques? uh let it let me be like the very smallest business here in india or let me the big fattest business so what are a few tips important tips you could have you know you would have given to people who who are just launching their service or their product okay so whatever tool that you use if it's seo you've got to make sure is my customers using that so seo does not work for every industry uh although i'd love if it would um you know you know most people from SEO will say you know what it's for every business it's not true and you've got to think about when do you use google and when do you use someone else so there'll be times when you use you know if you've got a particular problem you'd use your personal network um and then there'll be times when you don't want anyone to know and then you might just use the internet you've got to appreciate that google is predominantly used for knowledge yeah Commonly used for knowledge, and so then if you've got a product or service where you can, and then you can bring someone closer. There, obviously, there are times like when there's an emergency. If you're looking for a plumber, or if there's no one within your network, there's no one within your phone book, then you will just look directly on Google for a particular service. Um, but every industry is different. What we can't do is, you know, if you're starting a new business, try to avoid using things that you know. because that's where customer research comes into it again we go back to it's what the customer wants not what you have makes sense awesome and uh, what are the three principles to future proof your seo strategy like because of those ever changing algorithms you never know what tomorrow you know what what will be the uh, case you know like every day the algorithms change every day the things are changing so what are the you know uh, principles according to you to future proof the complete seo strategy yeah in regards to the uh, changes it's one myth where people think that the google algorithm changes happen randomly or they're, <laughs> they're just there to piss people off it's not that- <laughs> like everyone else they're there to improve their service 
they are there to improve the, the customer journey that users get, people that are clicking on the ads or people that are using the organic search. And so it's all about the user. Whenever there's changes in the algorithm, it's about how do I make the genuine people come to the top? So my core principle will be this. If you're looking into SEO, do it properly. Don't take shortcuts um, and do it properly. When I say do it properly, it means uh, do it ethically. If you think that you are finding ways to um, fast track something, there's a good chance that um, you're not doing it ethically. And the problem is, is then it might work today, but when Google do improve their algorithms to, to weed out all the, the crappy people, then you'll be affected and all your time that you put in will be wasted. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, before we go, uh, you, you just said that you are, uh, you are uh, also trying to get into this LinkedIn because you guys are kind of uh, getting good results, positive results out of it. So what are your tips on a person who wants to start using LinkedIn for lead generation or want to build the audience or try to get more followers on the company page? So what are your you know, easy tips for the person to just get started in, on using LinkedIn efficiently? Yeah, um, let's have a look at it as like two, you know, a coin has two sides. A lot of the times people think that they can sign up to a social media platform, Facebook, LinkedIn, and they think they can start posting uh, about, you know, if it's about content, if it's about value. And after a few months, they get annoyed that the right people aren't engaged and they get pissed off and they, and, and they stop. What we're going to appreciate is like in real life, again, if you're giving a message, make sure it's in front of the right people. All right. Um, best value that I can give is you can see that I'm a Sikh, got turban, beard. Um, the people I'm talking, I can start talking about Sikhism. I can start talking about spirituality. I think I can see Buddha behind you. I'm not sure. Um, but the point is you can start talking about that, but the audience that are listening to this are about business. So it's not right for me to then, you know, go off on a tangent and start talking about something different. The point I'm trying to say is make sure you have the right message for the right audience. And so on LinkedIn, you've got to create the group first. Um, you know, who are you looking to talk to? Is it managing directors? Is it the owners? Is it employees? You've got to figure out who you need to talk to and personas. And then you can go and, um, you know, put your content out because the content will then go in front of the right audience. Um, so it doesn't really matter how good your content is. Um, it's, you know, as I say, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. So make sure you have uh, the right connections first. You can use LinkedIn Sales Navigator to, to filter out all the right people and connect. And then when you do your content marketing, um, you'll have greater success. Comes down to timing. Again, as we said at the start, it's about being patient. Don't use it as a tool for sales. Social media is to build relationships. Whenever you've got the relationship built, whenever they're ready, it may, it might turn into sales. But uh you know, there's a good chance it will eventually. Um, all you need is, um, you've got to think about what your product is. You've got to think about where your customers are hanging out. So LinkedIn is a, a B2B platform where most of the business people will, and um, Facebook is more about consumers. So again, if you're starting a new business, don't just go onto every platform there is because, you know, it's not you, investing your time wisely. You know, everyone only has 24 hours in a day. So have a think about your customers um, to, and, and think about where they're hanging out. Awesome. And uh, what are your five favorite tools, five favorite go-to marketing SEO tools? 
So um, it's something that I've shared on my LinkedIn. Uh, some of the things that we use is Google Drive. We've got the G Suite, really good. You've got the Google Meet in there. There's there's about good six or seven different products that we use. Um, from an SEO perspective, we use SpyFu. Um, that gives us good keyword research, uh, as well as the Google Ad Planner as well. We, we fall back on that. Canva, very good for the price that you pay. You can do a lot. Canva is all about designing some of your posts. Um, and there's various things that you can do. We've started to use Calendly as well, which is a booking system. Uh, naturally, we want to speak to people. We want to reduce the amount of time that you're going back and forth about arranging times. And you know, you, you pick a date, and then two days later, you say, "Oh, sorry, uh, someone else is just booked up." Whereas with Calendly, you know, once it's booked, it's booked. Here's my calendar. Pick the time that works for you. I think I've given you five. So. <laughs> awesome. And before we leave, any tip or any, uh, you know, takeaway from the conversation that you'd like to give to all the listeners out there? And at the end, a little bit more about your business and what you guys do and how to reach you. Yeah, I, I guess to, to summarize it, the call there is that our focus and something that we suggest is always think about your customer, your client. It's about serving them, giving them what they need. Um, and sometimes they don't know what they need. And that's where you come into it. That's where you've got to think about it. Um, in terms about us uh, reaching out, uh, LinkedIn is the best place. Uh, Harmy Singh, have a look for Marketing Voice. Uh, you'll see the logo with the elephant there. Um, the elephant actually stands for collaborations. Uh, elephants are not tribal. Uh, the more of a herd they bring in other elephants from other circles. Um, you know, wow. whereas uh, so that's that's the best place to, to find is LinkedIn and connect. That's awesome. So that All was right. brilliant so, uh, talking to you, Harvey. Yeah, it's been a, a pleasure. Yeah, sure, tell me. <laughs> I was going to say, it's been a pleasure sharing and, you know, um, yeah, I hope that's been useful. So, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. I really hope you got some value out of this. Love you all and stay tuned for our next show. Bye-bye.